Welcome to Tavern Tales Jr. and our third campaign, Mystical Middlemen. This is the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for kids and adults. In Tavern Tales Jr., we take a group of kids on a wondrous adventure in an entirely homebrewed setting. This podcast is created by and for kids. So let's see where our heroes will take us today. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods where the winds are blowing free through the darkness of the night heading toward the morning light i wonder if you'd wander with me and i'll spread the word and you beat the drum we'll round up the troops and get the gang to come and we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods through the woods. Hello and welcome to Tavern Tales Jr., a 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast for kids and adults. Hi, my name is Savannah and I play the role of Lilith Evermeadow, the warlock tiefling. She has dark gray skin and a decent build, however, she's definitely not the strongest. Her hair is very short and slicked back nicely from getting ready this morning, and on her side is her rapier ready to be pulled into battle at any moment. She has nice boots on, almost combat boot-like, to make walking around easier, and her clothing is very light and Makes it easier for her to move around quickly if need be. Hi, I'm Robin, and today I will be playing Cerulean Elias. He is a druid satyr with brown hair that's in a messy flop on his head and soft goat ears where human ears would be that just kind of tilt downwards. He is very pale and freckled all over his skin. He has these piercing blue eyes that stare at you (laughs) with (laughs) dislike. (laughs) He tends to wear soft, easy clothing and has a shaggy mess of brown fur on his lower goat half, as well as he tends to wear gold jewelry. Hi, my name is Ace, and I am playing Aethlin, a half-elf arcane trickster. Aethlin is a scrappy teen who's a little on the short side, but not a problem for them, since they can easily make their way through places. They are a little leaf, making it easy for them to go through small spaces. And they are wearing a dark blue long-sleeve tunic and faded brown coveralls. They have satchel and little bags for trinkets and stolen stuff or things that they find important to themselves yeah on their ankle is their dagger and on their back is their long stick like they they like to thwack people with hi my name is will and i today i'm going to be playing the role of michael a asimar paladin who is wearing his white cloak to hide his wings inside this cold cave that we have entered.
Mitchell is an average height for his race, and he has brown hair. Well, now we know what these characters look like a little bit more. Let's close our eyes and find our way to them in the world of the imagination. For it is a very dark, dark cave. As you've entered Lance Rock, you can feel the humidity and the closeness of the earth around you. Underneath the ground, you're a call hearing, although you can only hear it now a little bit, is the muted sound of the creek that was running through the southern forest of Narble. And the caves themselves of Lance Rock are deep and dark. And when we last left off, you had entered the caves proper, and eyes had begun to shine out at you as you had uncovered a covey of imps, small, flame-red, devilish figures with wings and horns and little forked tongues flitting about in the cave many of them and for the entire group has dark vision you can see them very clearly and you can see past the imps 40 so or feet into this cave you all can see the telltale signs of the established pythons and rope that is permanently in this set of caves for those who spelunk ever deeper into Lance Rock's cave systems themselves. At the end of the game, I said, everyone roll initiative. And so, let's open our eyes and do that now, as it is time for combat. So you're going to roll a 20-sided die, Ace, and you're going to add five to that and tell me the total. Nine. Thirteen. Cerulean will be going first. But first, let's see how well the imps did. The imps have rolled a 17. That gives them a 20 total. So it'll be the imps followed by Cerulean. The word is calm. (laughs) Your character's letters spell the word calm. Cerulean, Aethlin, Lilith, Mitchell. (laughs) So it is the beginning of the first round, and the imps get to go first. And there is a whole covey of them. There are, in fact, seven imps in this room as they all do something terrible. They turn invisible. Each and every single one of them goes and pops out of existence, and you cannot see them at all. That is what all seven imps do. And that means it is now Cerulean's turn. Cerulean, you know these imps have turned invisible. What would you like to do? Cerulean's going to uh, turn into Ooh, a mountain lion. I love lion. that. A mountain lion? Do you want to describe turning into a mountain lion? I probably shouldn't have done that, though, because I can't. I don't know where they are. Well, it's just a it bonus action to turn into a mountain lion. And then you could ask to make a perception Check yeah. to see if you could find, you could spot yeah. any of them in the invisibleness of it. Could you sniff them out? Yeah, maybe. Do imps stink? 
I think they do. Probably. All devilish, devilish figures smell terrible. I was only saying that to get Savannah to react, but Savannah didn't react at all. (laughs) I heard. I just didn't react. You didn't realize that I was making. I I processed it like two seconds for me to react. Oh, that took me a minute. Me too. Cerulean is going to turn into a mountain lion, and you can see him look around as the imps disappear. And start to get down, like, lower himself closer to the ground. And then his back starts to, like, ripple and change over. And it becomes a bit smoother. His skin starts to ripple and flatten as he gets a little bit prickly. And if you're in front of him, you'll see these, like, big teeth start to come down. And his face begin to morph. The goat legs, however, stay the same. But they shorten a little bit on either side to be balanced. And gets down on all fours. And with a big growl. Cerulean's going to try to smell out Make a perception check. But I have advantage on smell related things. You've definitely smelled out one of the imps with your keen sense of smell. You know... Which five-foot square the imp is in. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? How far away am I? How far away do you want to be from it? I want to be able to back up. You can definitely pounce pounce on it it with your next turn. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but you transformed into a beast, which is your bonus action, and then you used your action to see if you could perceive one of the imps. And now you've located that imp. And unless you have another, you want to move closer to the imp, you could. But I think what you want to do is pounce the next turn. Correct. So we move on from Cerulean to Aethlin's turn. Aethlin, all the imps have vanished. What would you like to do? What does Firebolt do again? So you have to be able to see them in order to cast Firebolt. Okay. What about Magic Missile? Magic Missile also requires you to see them to cast it. Thunderwave? Thunderwave does not require you to see them. Thunderwave causes them to make a a saving throw. But Thunderwave is only a 15-foot cube off of the front of your body, and you know that they weren't super close to the front of your body. So you could run up to where they last were when they turned invisible, and you could cast Thunderwave in the hopes that you might catch one or two of them. Sure, I'll do that. Okay, so you dash forward and... What are the magical words you say to cast Thunder Wave? Aishita. Write that down as the command words to say Thunder Wave next to the spell. And as you hold out your hands, what do your hands look like when you cast this spell in front of you as you say the commanding words? Aishita. Aethlin, like, raises their hands above their head and does like a wave down to their to the floor. I love it. Yeah, that looks great. As you intone, and do you say it with like animosity and vengeance or do you just say the words? Just like a say them. All right, cool. I love it. Now, I need some help because Aethlin has caught a couple of these imps in their field. I need 
the other three players to each roll 2d20 and tell me the highest of them. 15. 18. What are you guys doing? Stop rolling so high. Now, Aethlin, casting Thunder Wave does a certain amount of damage no matter what to these imps because it does damage, period. When you cast Thunder Wave, you are going to roll two eight-sided dice. Roll both of those and add them up and tell me the total. 16. You rolled two eights? Yep. Okay. Yes, you definitely plowed a bunch of these imps. That is incredible. Firing them back from you. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? You've moved, you've acted. There isn't really any other thing you could do that's a spell or whatnot. You could do a little flourish and a wink at your newfound friends. Or would you like that perhaps as you lift your hands up and lower your hands all the way to the floor, the shirt that was nicely tucked in in the back pulls up a little bit, revealing a hint of fabric of a bag of gold that belongs to somebody else. Well, that wouldn't be possible, though, because they were in coveralls. I don't think that would work. Okay. I don't think so. I was wondering when we'd bring up the familiar. Yeah, you have uh, an animal friend familiar. What is your animal friend? Yeah, we'll do mouse then. You've got a friendly familiar mouse in your pocket, and the mouse can jump out and do stuff to help out and talk to you. Okay. Did you want your mouse to jump out and look around? Yeah, let's do that. What's the mouse's name? Moss the mouse. Does not agree with my list, but we can do that. Okay, Moss. so Moss, you. what do you say to Moss? Alrighty, Moss. Can you sniff him out for me? The mouse squeaks twice and hops out of your coveralls. Does that cause a bag of gold to uh, have its front fabric appear? Should we? That's up to you. I am allowing you to make that decision in regards to uh. what you've done. Not yet. Okay. So the mouse hops out and uh, has a sniff around. That was your turn. It is now Lilith's turn. Can I try and find where they are? So if you'd like to use your action to perceive the imps, then that would be your action. You would not be able to then attack them as well. If you want to just straight up attack the imps, you suffer disadvantage if you can tell me what square you think the imps are in. If you pick the wrong square that the imps are in, then you miss entirely. The whole entire cave goes back at least 40 feet to a drop-off, which has these ropes and pitons embedded in it. And... The imps themselves are five foot square creatures. It goes back 40 feet and it's probably 60 feet wide. So there's 240 squares and there's seven imps. I don't like those chances. (laughs) Not especially good chances. No, I think I'm just going to try and perceive them. Okay. Make a perception check. Five. Total? Yep. Yeah, you're pretty sure you've lost where the entrance is and then you're like oh you turn around there it is dang it that's i just came through that i thought that was the exit and then your brain gets caught up in the differential between an exit and an entrance is and really it's the same thing and it's no longer your turn all right michael what would you like to do i'd like to cast magic weapon all right you take the weapon that you have in your hand and you imbue it with magic what is the weapon in your hand 
My battle axe. Your two-handed battle axe. And what do you say over the battle axe as you wave your hand over it? To the one true god! The battle axe glows and starts shining brightly. I love it, yeah, with magical energies. It's not like a golden hume. I love it. And it's now floating in the air. No, it doesn't work exactly like that. It means that when you do hit with it, you hit and do magic damage with your battle axe, not just like normal damage. Super useful and important as we finish with your turn. And as we finish with your turn, three dark purple, glowing red-eyed, terrible-looking figures flap up from beneath the floor down at the lower level flying into sight they each carry something that looks like a pitchfork they have gigantic stabby spikes and spines coming off of them as they flap into view they all look like this with their glowing red eyes for those who would like to look with their eyeballs you can see spined devils appear two of these flap up into view and fire with their tail spines at the mountain lion in front of them the mountain lion has four spines come streaking towards it (gasps) One of them has missed entirely with a natural one. One of them has missed probably with an eight total. What is the armor class of the mountain lion? Twelve. One of them has hit with a 13 doing Uh, four damage. And one of them has hit doing seven piercing damage. And you also take a total of nine fire damage as these... I turn out of being a panther. Really? How many hit points does the panther have? Twelve! Ouch. Sorry, no, I have thirteen. Okay. Are you trying to kill me? No, but they're attacking the the mountain lion. What is the CR of the mountain lion? Of the panther there? One out of four. One quarter? Oh, okay. Because you can turn into a much better mountain lion than that. I was like, they're going to kill me immediately. We like a meme on the bus where it's like, I'm in danger. So the mountain lion that I've pulled up has an armor class of 12, but has 26 hit points. Okay. So you have taken nine fire damage, four piercing damage, and seven piercing damage is 18 total hit points of damage. Oh yeah, did we describe that this mountain lion has goat legs? Yes, we did. Okay, so that is what the spined devils do as they fly into view and they can speak telepathically and they call out in Infernal and say terrible, nasty, unkind things to you all with their telepathy. It is now the top of the round and it is the imp's turn and three of the imps that were hit by Aethlin get very angry at Aethlin and pop into view and sting you with their barbs. They fly in and attempt to hit you, and I will roll my attacks. Your character's armor class is what? 17. So only two of them hit you, 
and you take a total of 10 piercing damage, and your character has 44 hit points as a rogue Aethlin, and so you've taken 10 of those 44. That was the three imps that Aethlin had hit before. Robin, I point this out to you. None of those imps that Aethlin had hit were one of the imps that you had smelled and spotted with your keen vision. Two more imps, though, suddenly appear next to Lilith, and they whisper at you in Infernal. Join us. You need to work with us. Come on. You're on our side. Do it. Be Be an ally. Yeah, do it. In Infernal to you. What is the expression on your face? Do you look like you'd be willing to join the imps to help them defeat your own allies and friends? No. Yeah, so they attack you. <laughs> Maybe I should have pretended like I was going to join them. No, it's better for your character the other way around. One of them does manage to hit you with a 21. I don't think your armor class is 21, but what nope. is your armor class? 15. The other one misses with a 14 Whoa. and does a total of five piercing damage to you. Yeah. These imps are sucky. Two imps have not yet appeared. Five of them are now in view, as well as these spined devils that are now flying in the air. The spined devils definitely look bigger, stronger, meaner, tougher than these tiny little imps. One last thing for both Aethlin and for Lilith, you need to make a constitution saving throw. And what this means is you're going to roll a 20-sided die against having taken some sort of poison damage from these creatures. Hmm, this is going to hurt. How did we do, Aethlin? Six. So you actually are plus three on these. I rolled a 16. Then you have definitely saved. So what that means is, is that you're going to take poison damage. You take five poison damage, Lilith, for having successfully saved, but you take an additional 10 points of hit point damage, Aethlin, as the poison courses through your veins and lights them on fire from where you've been stung by this imp. Oh, ow. Poor Aethlin. Exactly. However, that was the imp's turn. The other two imps choose not to turn back visible. Yeah, it you, is. You have to attack them first and then they'll turn back. Now, Cerulean the Mountain Lion's turn tail swishing angrily i'm going to guess i guess what do you want to do i can heal myself right you don't have to worry about these hit points they're temporary hit points the hit points of the mountain lion if you get down to zero you just go back to your normal self with all of your hit points yeah but i have eight hit points and i kind of wanted to stay a mountain lion a little bit longer than but that. if you get knocked out of being a mountain lion it's just a bonus action to turn back into a mountain lion again if you want to i guess so it's not super painful to to have this happen but now you're a mountain lion definitely do your worst right? i was gonna pounce on one of the ones i had sensed who you said didn't appear i love it if the mountain lion moves at least 20 feet straight toward a creature right before hitting it with a claw attack, the target must succeed on a DC 12 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the yep. target is prone, the panther can take a bonus action to make one bite attack against it. Oh, I love that. It has failed in its strength saving throw. You have caught one of the imps. You move your 20 feet and slam into this invisible imp. And you would like to multi-attack it? 
Sure, why not? All right, you get to make three attacks, one with your bite and two with your claws. You're plus five on each of those, and the armor class you're trying to beat is a 13. So any eight or higher is all you need. 21. That is a hit. 17. That is a hit. And one 10, which doesn't hit. 10 total? Yeah. All right, so you've hit with a bite and with a claw, so roll a D6 and a D4, and you're going to add six to those probably won't matter you'll probably defeat and destroy this imp but we'll see add six to both of those total yeah you're gonna roll those dice and add six to it 11 with 11 points of damage you dispatch this imp it is destroyed utterly is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn what can i do with my turn left there's not a lot left you just have some bonus actions so you could bonus action to revert back from being a mountain lion or you could I wish I was a bard. I could totally use some inspiration right now. Who couldn't, hey? Well, nonetheless, you've defeated one of the imps. And they never get given it during game. It is now Aethlin's turn. Aethlin, you can see five imps and two spiked spined devils. What would you like to do? What does Firebolt do again? Firebolt is you're going to aim and cast fire at the imps. There are people here who have dealt with devils before and are of a devilish nature who probably might have said something on their turn had they felt so inclined about people doing fire damage. However, they may not know that you even know spells since you never really told them that you were a rogue or an arcane trickster before you went looking for your daw. So if you choose to cast Firebolt at one of these imps, I will completely embrace and accept that, that that is a good idea on your part right now. Completely do not remember if anyone said anything. Definitely not. You also didn't say you knew how to cast spells and whatnot too, so. What about a magic missile? You can cast Magic Missile as well. What does that one do again? Little bolts of magic fly out of your fingers and hit uh, one target or multiple targets doing 1d4 plus 1 damage to each of them. You only have a couple of spells left. Okay. You only get three spells and you've already used one of them for your mage armor. So you only have one more first level spell slot left. Okay. But you can do Firebolt whenever you want, however often as you want. But Magic Missile would be pretty inspired. You could probably take out the three you hit with Thunder Wave if you want to. Fire damage, which against doubles is in the... Yeah. I guess Magic Missile then. What do you say when you cast Magic Missile? Meherma. That's great. I love that. Meherma. You call it out. You call forth these tiny darts of magic from your hand. What do these darts look like? I was going to say like little balls kind of looking thing. Okay little magical balls what color are they (laughs) green there we go green glowing motes of round energy flick forth from your fingers i will not require you to roll any damage you defeat and destroy these three imps that were in front of you before those imps all pop they do not fall lifeless to the ground they do not explode They simply pop out of this plane and sent back to their devilish abyssal home with a sulfurous smell and a bit of smoke as these three imps are delivered utterly from this plane. Yeah. That was Aethlin's turn. Lilith, what will you do? I'd like to use my rapier against the imp that attacked me. Is your rapier magical? 
No. What happened when you fought a devil with your rapier before when it wasn't a magical weapon? Uh, didn't really work. Right. Does not do a lot of damage. Remember, you are not a rogue. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while. I miss April. Uh, <laughs> yes. I miss Rita every day. <laughs> I don't miss Tim. <laughs> You're playing Tim the Angel with his goosey feathers. <laughs> yeah, we can both fly. They're kind of the same character in a different font. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, I'll play someone different. I'll be a rogue next time or something. Cool. So you got a lot of spells. I do. Eldritch Blast Eldritch is kind of your, your yeah. bread and your butter. What do you want to do? I would use Toll the Dead, but I want to use it on one that's been hurt so it does more damage. Valid. And none of them are currently hurt. Exactly. Toll the Dead is okay. Eldritch Blast does I, more damage than Toll yeah. the Dead. Eldritch Blast. Period. So what do you say when you cast Eldritch Blast? What does this look like? As Codius. I realize how similar that sounds. Sounds so similar to Asmodeus. I think I decided that before we I think decided so. that too. You take aim at one of the two remaining imps, or are you shooting it at a spined devil? Shoot at a spined devil. Excellent. All right, you're going to piss off a spined devil. Yes. Who doesn't want to do that? You can shoot away, fire with your 20-sided die. 14. That is enough to hit, barely. You oh, have struck gosh. well and true. Roll your damage. As this eldritch force collects and streaks out from your hand. Oh, six then. Six total damage? Yes. All you've done is piss it off. Awesome. You do your six points of damage. The spined devil looks at you angrily and it is Michael's turn. Can I fly up and uh, stab the uh, winged? Guess what? Spine you do devil. not have to fly to get to one of the spined devils. You can charge forward, and there is enough space in here for you to definitely move 30 feet. If you need to go even that far, you will be able to hit one of the spined devils if you would like to. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, you're standing on the edge of the abyssal cliff, looking down into the darkness below. You see there are several ropes hanging down already from these pitons. One of them is coiled up at the top. It does not go too far down, only about 30 feet down, but that is a pretty hefty fall if you were to fall. One of the spine devils looms right in front of you, and you ready your battle axe and say what? I'll send you back to your own plane in the one true God's name. I love it. Roll your attack. Now you're an additional plus one for having cast a magic weapon. He's so weapon. Catholic, guys. He really is. <laughs> 14. You have hit as well, just barely but true. What did you add to that total that you rolled? Plus one. Total? Only plus one? So you rolled a 13? Yeah. Okay, so you're actually plus... Oh, plus six. You're plus seven at the moment. So you've definitely hit tons of hit. Actually, I got I got a 20. Yeah, with a 20, you've definitely hit well and true. You've struck this spined devil, roll your damage, and you get to add an additional one to that damage too. 1d8 plus four. Oh, you're wearing a shield. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that makes sense. 1d8 plus four plus five right now because it's magic. Roll it up. I got 11 for the attack. You whistle the 
axe overhead. You slam it into one of the wings of the spine devil and it knocks it aside and does a whole bunch of damage to it. It's looking very, very hurt. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? You have, I believe, two spell slots left. Would you like to make this a smite or are you going to save the smite for later? Should I save it? Save it for later. Okay. I think we've got more than enough to destroy these things utterly with what you've got already. That was Michael's turn. He decides not to spend a bonus action for a smite. It is the Spined Devil's turns. And, of course, they're going to focus on Lilith and Michael. So, Michael, the one upon you, attempts to bite and stab you with its fork. Pitchfork? Yes, it has a pitchfork. With its pitchfork, it's got a total of six to hit. I think that that fails to hit. Yeah, but you- And it does try to bite you with an 18. Does an 18 get a yeah. bite off on you? Yeah. Then it, you take five slashing damage from the bite of this terrible maw of this creature with its rows and rows of sharpened teeth. That is it for that spine devil. The other spine devil is going to launch two more tail spines at Lilith with a eight to hit and a total of 20 to hit. You are assuredly been hit at least once. Yes. You take four piercing damage and three fire damage from this beast. I've got 21 hit points. You're doing well. I'll, I'll revive you. You're wondering if I go wandering with you. What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into? Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds? You wonder if I'd wander with you. So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. neighborhoods head over the river through the woods this concludes this episode of tavern tales jr we'll be back in two weeks with more of the adventure our intro and outro music is through the woods by okidoki brothers find their music on itunes or check them out at okidoki.org or follow them on twitter at okidoki bros we'd love a review on itunes or check us out on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. I'm wondering if you'd come wandering my way. If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray. The music of the pack can always bring you back. I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. Round up the troops and get the gang to come